Hey, folks, what is happening? I'm flying solo. But the question is for you, are your daily habits and rituals truly habits and rituals? Right here, right now on Air Brands Live Podcast. It's on Air Brands Live at Home with Devin Bravaco. Eric Cabral. Josh Terry. Jordan Fraser. And Justin Fraser. Lisa Holbert. Sarah McMillan. Chris Orsi, Jack Turkel, and Jake Krasnicki. What is happening? I almost half expected, I forgot because usually. I'm in the studio with one of you. So it was funny because when I saw myself on the mic by myself, I was like, wait, what happened? I'm like, oh, yeah, right. This is the intro. This is what we're doing. And we're live here with you and so happy to be here as usual or as Josh Carey likes to say, as usual. So anyone <laughs> who's out there, <laughs> we love to, the, yes, the Carryisms, Dr. Carryisms. So, yeah, we wanted to chat a little bit with you about daily habits and rituals. And we may have touched on this on past shows, but it's always good to refresh, update, see what we're all doing together and how we're doing it and how we're trying to accomplish the impossible by first, as Josh loves to say, starting within ourselves. How do we fix what's here or how do we improve what's here first before we can help others? So... With that, I bring it to you, Josh Carey. What's cooking? What is cooking? Not so much of a cook myself, although these past few months, I feel like I've been forced into that role. And dare I say, I'm actually taking a little bit of a liking to it. I'm not terribly good, but it is one of those things that, um, you know, I get it. I understand the whole, the whole cooking measures. But that's not why you tuned in, is it? We're talking about uh, habits and rituals. And from firsthand knowledge, uh, a few years ago, I had to take, like you said, that honest assessment as to, okay, if I want change, I have to change. And I have to admit some of the things I'm doing, small, medium, and large things are probably not serving me in the way that I kick and scream that I want, but I want this. Well, then why in the world are you doing that? Why don't you maybe not do as much of that or look into that or determine why you're doing that? And I made those choices to sort of replace one by one so as not to get overwhelmed one by one slowly but surely do one just one thing yeah and it seems to work over and over again i think also being honest with yourself because even though you may think you're implementing these new habits or rituals to improve your life and improve your 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 daily habits then 
are you truly doing them daily when you need to do them daily or weekly or whatever it is that you're trying to do? You know, I, I'm speaking for myself that I sometimes don't. And I'm like, why isn't this working? It's because maybe I'm not doing it as often I should I should be doing it. So, Lisa, how are you feeling? And I'm glad you're here because I know yes. we're dealing with some 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 power outages. <laughs> yeah, it's a hurricane went through. Tech yeah. issues. What? That, hey, it looks great though. This is 2020. You have to just go with it. Right? Go with and it. There's no. <laughs> what's true today is not necessarily true tomorrow and that's okay yeah you know what one of the best memes i I saw on that oh i'm sorry on that approach i saw uh 2020 i saw the meme that said 2020 written by stephen king directed by quentin tarantino (laughs) i'm like yeah that's kind of perfect isn't it makes all the sense you gotta go with the flow with us absolutely absolutely so go ahead lisa my apologies no it's uh you know my question is you know habits all of us have some of them either they might even be idiosyncrasies and things that you know we do that we don't even realize but um what does it take you know what what does it really take to create a habit you know let's say you want to have a good habit whether it's exercising or you know, reading or, you know, whatever it is, or just, you know, daily routines, you know, they say what 21 days, but is that really true? Um, You know, I I think during COVID, I tried to put in place some of them, but I'm, you know, sometimes I'm more of a kind of go with it type person. Um, So, you know, there's a couple of things that I try and do religiously, but um, it's not easy. Forming a habit is not easy. So, you know, I think for people that have gone there and been successful, I'm curious, what does it take? Yeah. And we have John Paul tuning in. He says, what's good, y'all? Looking forward to another great episode. So good to have you. We know John uh, is a first-time attendee coming up for PodMax Global, happening on August 21st, and he shall be there. So it's great to have you tuning in. Uh, We'd love to hear some of your habits. Uh, Interestingly enough, one habit that um, I was known for all of my life was biting my nails. I absolutely hated that habit of uh, from myself. And really, if I'm going deep and trying to analyze it, that's really the reason I did it, right? Because I, I felt like if I can show how, let's say, ugly I feel on the inside and then rip my nails apart and they're bleeding and scraping and just, oh, it's like, oh, look at me. Now I'm embarrassed. Now I'm shameful. Don't look at me, right? So that's an extension of the outside looking in. Shall we go there? I went there. That's what it became about for me, right? So when I started replacing so many, one by one, don't get overwhelmed, right? Just, Just tweak one thing, replace it with something better and go with that for a week, two weeks, a month, whatever, until you can feel that win. When I started replacing enough bad uh, or or not as as good serving habits with better ones, I never even got on my list to the habit of stop biting my nails because it just went away. I literally one day just no longer felt like biting my nails. It was absolutely an incredible outcome of dealing with the whole. Yeah, Larry brings up a really good point here, Larry. You know, I think a habit is more of a mindset than something that you do for X number of days to form. I'm fighting with something for 21 days. It's never going to be a habit for me if I'm fighting. 
for some with something for 21 days, which is so true. So let's take losing weight, for example. A lot of people are constantly trying to get into the habit of exercise or eating right. Well, sometimes the root of the problem is in here, right? It's in mm. your mind. If you don't perceive yourself as thin or you don't perceive yourself as that person, you'll never get there because I loved how Tony Robbins says it. You need to change your standards. What are your standards, right? And mm. if your standards for yourself is this, then it's hard to break through that barrier until you change that standard. So I love that. I love how we're actually getting into bad habits too. Yeah. You know, because, uh, you know, getting into habits, regardless of how many days you do it in a row, can be some can be anything. I started picking up habits of eating potato chips um, every every night. And okay. I didn't realize it was happening until Jane was like, why do I keep buying this for you? And I'm like, I see you're doing this all the time. And I'm like, yeah, this is not good for me. So yeah, there's there's habits Why were you too. doing it? Do you do you know? It was COVID. Like COVID during the time, I was like, it was a coping mechanism. It there was you go. Um, I was watching more television. So yeah, you know, getting into the habit too of watching television. That's easy to fall into. And mm. then also potentially eating during television. That becomes a habit that we all fall into. So these, so are, come, these are things yeah. like awareness, right? It's, you exactly. Be aware that it's becoming a habit. And then you really have to ask yourself, like once Eric, you became aware, my goodness, I, I like for the past three weeks, I'm eating potato chips in bed. Why am I doing this? Start yes. trying to figure out, am I, am I nervous about something? Is something happening in my personal life or in my business that is making me uncomfortable, which is actually the best sign possible? Yes, our instinct is to avoid that uncomfortability. But if you embrace it and realize, wait, I'm feeling very uncomfortable here. Uh, what's the reason? There's probably some great growth that is right on the other side of that. And you're trying to ignore it or figure it out or deal with it. So you also need to find a big enough reason to do things like really who likes exercise, right? But they, uh, you know, find a way to exercise. I've come to love it. Uh, I've spoken about this before. I have a Peloton in my home, which has become a lifestyle. And I am motivated to go on the Peloton at least half of the week. Half to more of the week, I get it in as often as possible. Why? Because it has become a strong enough motivator for me to to live well, meaning I know I'm on that bike for my body to sustain, for my heart to remain healthy, for me to do as much as I can to remain alive and really in my children's life as long as possible, right? I don't want to have an unfortunate circumstance. So a choice that I could make, and I found the reason, well, you know what? I'd rather not cease to exist. So the the thing that I'm going to put into place is make it a habit to exercise. So balancing those strong, you know, uh, if you don't, then this versus, well, I could control that. So I'm going to continue to do it. Yeah, I, I want to highlight something that you always say is like, for me, the motivator with exercise is all the things that you said, plus being able to show up in my best form, not just physically, but spiritually, mentally. I, I attribute regular exercise with having energy, uh, the endorphins that, that are become as a result of exercise, which is a requirement. It's happy pills for me that I know if I don't do it for X amount of days, 
I'm going to start to get a little sad, a little depressed. And then I feel it. I got to, oh my God, I get, I got to go get my happy pills. I got to go for a run. I got to go do some form of exercise and I know I'll get that back. But when you know the results are going to get you the, that your, your habits are going to get you the results that you want and you start to get more of the results, then it's a no brainer. You're going to continue doing it. You're going to continue for that sort of like a drug, especially for anyone who has an addictive personality. Well, I would admit I'm addicted to exercising on a daily. Like Josh said, I'm now addicted to meditation and doing that because I'm beginning to really see the results of doing that each and every day. So it's really just implementing, trying it and trying to be consistent and then measure the results that you're getting. And you're, of course, you're going to continue doing something that's working for you. You also have to begin to identify as the type of person who um, I I floss once per week. Right. I'm not oh. every day. Right. Why? We're You're every day? Deep, Josh. every day. We're going deep. You are. You are. I go I'll, every day. I'll get there. Every day. I will get there. But I am I am once a week. And when you even do that, you start to identify, I am the type of person who, uh, so I'm the type of person who flosses once a week. Great. But that's a, a, a silly example. Uh, we can take that anywhere. Um, the exercising, I am somebody who exercises. I am the type of person who exercises. So you have to be able to self-identify with it. I wore such negative labels so much of my life that there was no way that I could replace any of those with, uh, I am somebody who exercises. I am somebody who, uh, is worth while I am somebody who is successful. So once you start putting these habits into place, consciously or subconsciously, you start identifying as that type of person. I am somebody who lives in integrity, who says and does what I say I'm going to do. So um, you have to, if you're resistant to taking an action and forming a habit, you have to maybe go to that place and figure out, okay, why am I hesitant? Do I not, do I find a resistance because of this label that it might identify me as and what's there? Yeah. So mindset really is, you know, repetition is one thing, but you can do something repetitively and maybe it's not a habit. Maybe it's something that you're just doing repetitively because you don't really have the reason, the thought process behind it. But when you start to put the mindset behind it, I think then it becomes a healthy habit. You know, we, we want to talk about healthy habits, not unhealthy habits, right? But I think it becomes something that helps you grow and improve. And I also think it's the people you surround yourself with. I think that has a big impact on your habits, right? Because if you, you know, if you surround yourself with people that don't, aren't motivated or are not moving and doing things, I think it's much easier to fall out of your positive habits. You want to read this uh, quote here, changing habits is yeah. more achievable when the new habit is easy to perform. Mm -hmm. Example, break a habit of turning the TV on by hiding the remote. Okay. Yeah. That's good, but if you're really <laughs> if you're really really hungry to watch TV and you want to figure that I mean you'll find the remote, you'll figure it out. You'll man, you'll yeah. just go up there and turn it on and 
old school when we had 13 channels, you know, just get off the couch and actually change the channel when you need to. Um, but yeah, yeah. I mean, there's, there's definitely truth in that as well. You know, trying to make it easy for yourself. Um, I like what Larry said here too, Jake, where he said, I, I've, I've heard people talking about COVID-19 being like, oh, this is when we all put on 19 pounds. Yeah. Like, like the freshman but, 15. But, yeah. 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 <laughs> Larry put on 40 pounds, call it COVID 40. But yeah, it's, it's difficult because it's, when you're put in a situation in an environment that changes abruptly, like it has, we had to adapt and quickly establish new rituals and habits. My ritual and habit was going to the gym, you know, at least every other day, if I could, that was taken away. We couldn't do that anymore. Still to this day in New Jersey, they're not open. So what am I doing? It's actually stepped up my game where I can do it every day now. So there's just ways if you're, already in the habit of doing it to begin to leverage that habit and that momentum to continue even if it's changed even if it's if, if it's slightly adjusted to now us exercising at home you know if anyone is struggling with that i highly recommend going to youtube and searching for tabata or tabata and looking for um what we would say what's the other word oh hit Hit yeah, H-I-I-T. Yes, high intensity interval training. That changed my life because now you feel like you have a coach. You feel like you have someone motivating you to do it. And you can find three-minute, four-minute exercises and eventually work your way up to you know doing 15, 20-minute exercises. And if you do these every day, you'll see a difference. Trust me. But let's talk about, so it's easy to say, um, go on YouTube and look at these videos because they're there. That almost seems like the second step. What is the first step though? Because we all, we all inherently know, I get it. I want to lose weight. I want to be much healthier. I want to be fit. I want to be energized. I want to feel good. I need to exercise. Yet... People don't. So what are we saying needs to be in place for people in order to take that first step? Because again, yes, go YouTube something. I know that. I'm just not motivated. So what's that first step? Find a reason why or... Yes. Find a reason why is a definite, uh, a good first step. You know, what's, what's that thing that's going to... What's that rocket fuel that's going to catapult you out of bed every day? You know, we always talk about the why, which is critical in anything and everything we do. So, yeah, you're right. It's much, much deep rooted. It's also there's so many different variables. There's so many different things to pinpoint, you know, and the why is, is powerful. But then also, like I mentioned, you know, what is the standard that you hold for yourself? And then also mm. there's there's an issue with some folks and we're talking about food right now. But what is your relationship to food? Is it a reward system for you? Do you associate it with comfort? Do you associate it with growing up? Do you associate food with things that have nothing to do with what you're currently doing and you're falling into habits or you're looking for ways to cope? So those are things that it's, it's, it's a hard look in the mirror at why you're doing something and then taking the next step, which is the hard part, and make the change, make the change for the new person, the new standard, the new whatever it is you're trying to create for yourself by recognizing what you're doing and it's not benefiting you. So, And you what know, we, do they say? That uh, you will not make a change until the pain 
of mm-hmm. where you are outweighs the the opposite. I don't yeah. I, I don't have that phrase, yeah. but there's a I legitimate know, thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's a second half to that. You will not move until the pain of where you are outweighs whatever's on the other side of that. Yeah, it's so true. It's absolutely true. And I guess we lost we lost Lisa. There's some some issues going on here with our power outages here. But yeah, so with all that, I wanted to tee up what we were chatting prior to the show. So a, a really good example of literally a work in progress as we speak, someone that we've met, someone that is in our fold, in our community and part of the tribe integral to everything we do here, Jake Riznicki, as many of you have learned and, and gotten to know him you know, through the show and everything that we do. So he, when we first met, was your typical teenage boy Literally. running around figuring things out you know get you know i was a hot mess when i was 18 19 without habits and rituals and if i did have habits and rituals they were not benefiting me <laughs> and he stood out from the crowd because he would show up to meetings physical meetings when we would have you know them in princeton and in another parts of new jersey and continue to help because he wanted to reach and achieve goals and get to the next level so he asked if he could start joining and, and, and providing and adding value to whatever we were doing. But we noticed there was a lack of habits and rituals. There was an inconsistency in the things that he was doing, although absolutely amazing in everything he touched. We had to figure out how do we harness his power, his superpower, and make it really truly benefit not just us, but him you know, get him to the next level as a better person and a human being. So with that, Josh, do you want to add to that or we want to bring him on? Yeah, right on. Yeah, look at this. On cue, multi-skilled. No, oh, Mike's you're, not uh, on you're all muted, that. brother. You're muted. Yeah, of all that. There now we he's are. There we yeah. go. There we are. Look, he's, Wait sitting, a minute. In the, he's sitting in the I, Tesla seat. I know, is he? You I like mean, this? he's... Wow. I, 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 uh, thanks for keeping it warm for me, Eric, but uh, <laughs> I, I don't know. I kind of feel at home here. Oh, nice, man. Don't get too used to it. <laughs> oh, no, I won't. Unless I know, fun. the driver's seat, yeah. yeah. But yeah, we, we, you know, this was Josh's great idea um, because we had several guests that sort of fell through today, but we love flying this way and, and, and chatting amongst ourselves and, and really identifying and, and, and going deep on the team and what we do and how we build and how we create and inspire each other. So Jake, you want to talk a little bit about your journey to the audience, anyone who doesn't know, because you were on a show recently through someone we met on this your, show. Your first, true. right? Full yes. Circle. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Well, I mean, there, there's uh, everything that you detailed there. I mean, there's a little more to it before uh, you, you had met me and I had met you at uh, South Jersey Real Estate Investors Association. I had stopped going to college. I had, uh, I, I wasn't really a great student. So uh, those, those kind of things I, led me to leave college. And um, essentially, I started looking for something more. And uh, I got these three jobs. I was, I was working in two restaurants and in a warehouse. And it was all fun. It was, it was good. I was making a good amount of money for an 18, 19-year-old. But I got into real estate investing. I started exploring that and all the YouTube videos that are out there now, bigger pockets and all those uh those great tools that that people have available to them now. And through that, 
uh, I met Eric and, and Justin at South Jersey Real Estate Investors Association. So, I mean, it, it was kind of a very fast paced journey going from the not so great student to the the entry level employee at, at a, a budding business. So I, I think it's very appropriate that we're talking about the habits and rituals because like you said, it's very much a work in progress right now. And I, I also want to just point out if, if we didn't make it clear your age, um, because it's so inspiring. Um, you are 20, right? I am 20 years old. Yeah. Yeah. And, and we say that because you, you have such a maturity to you. I mean, for those who, who don't know, you are, you're really the core, uh, through so much of what we do in on-air brands and Podmax behind the scenes, which someone coming from the acting and film world, I know how important those out of the spotlight people are, obviously. And that's the role you fill. You are you are paramount, really, to the success. And like Eric alluded, when, when I was 20, hell, when I was 40, I was barely <laughs> up to speed. And just to know that where you've come from and now have your life even more together is just inspiring. Yeah. Thank you. Well, thank you for yeah. that. I want to so, highlight, Jake, something that, you know, so give people some context of the arch here, of the arc that that I I see and get so proud and I get emotional about it whenever I think about it is, you know, when I met you, you were striving, you were hungry, you still are and passionate about anything and everything that you wanted to do. And we were trying to realize and figure out and help you figure out what your superpower was and what you what role could you f fill, you know, right. in on-air brands? So when we first started working with you, like you said, entry level, no real title other than maybe I think we had project coordinator. That was the best you, we could come up with. Yeah, because we're, you're coordinating projects, right? You're trying to help us with all the things that are all the moving parts. So then quickly fast forward about a year now, right? It's been, yeah, just over a year. Yeah, congratulations. About a year now, let's let's start from project coordinator trying to figure out scheduling within our studio to now producing multiple podcasts, working directly with high-profile C-suite uh, content creators, and then now running a massive event with hundreds of people that attend where you're behind the scenes, and like Josh said, the engine, the, the engine yeah. and glue to make sure that everything is moving when it needs to be moved. So, I mean, I'm getting chills talking about it because if you think about the 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 arc from there, having very little responsibility to now having a ton of responsibility right. where if you weren't there, Josh, am I wrong? It, it probably wouldn't kick off. It, right? it, 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 it couldn't because <laughs> you you or I would need to step into that role and any any entrepreneur knows that our time is limited and where we spend our time something else is lacking so in order to bring somebody like Jacob into the mix to be able to fill that role with passion with skill with energy with excitement 
uh, is just is just vitally important and unspeakable, especially from can we now so we know who he is and where he's come from. Um, I, I'd like to tie in the whole point of this with with habits by by first unraveling and revealing where he came from not too many years ago. Remember, he like like you said, you met him when he was a teenager, quite literally. And uh, now he's only 20. So a few years ago, Jacob, you did you graduate high school? I did at least make it out of high school, barely. Just I think I actually might have been a few credits short, but they were like, get this kid out of here. We're, we're done. <laughs> Throw 18, the tassel on him. Get 18 Saturday detentions my senior year. They were like, get this kid away from us. Okay, so, so this is amazing. So you had your acting out moments, but I want to go down this a little bit just to show the difference here of, of who you were and then figure out what habits, how did you change some of them? So when you were in your prime of this acting out, we'll call it, and just being this teenager find, trying to find a way, you would do things like what? What was like a typical day, let's say in high school for you? Like you'd wake up. Okay. I would wake up and not really wake up. And then I would get in my car and not really go to school. I would go to the parking lot down the street from school, park, put my recliner down, take a nap, do whatever I needed to do, show up late, um, which is where most of those Saturday detentions ended up coming from. Um, I would leave school, go smoke, do whatever I wanted to do. I would, I would, I would, blow my whole day basically not doing anything meaningful at all and then um i would wake up and do it again the next day Uh, there was late nights sneaking out jumping off the roof of my house out of my window um and and just running around doing hooligan stuff i you you could call it (laughs) i I, I was being a hooligan stealing street signs putting it in your room yeah yeah so (laughs) just just stupid stupid stuff and i honestly couldn't even tell you why it's it I just had nothing to to focus on. So I eventually realized that once I got to college, I was like, okay, maybe these habits will shift and I'll, I'll start focusing more on a career because I didn't think high school was serving me in any way, really. I mean, I didn't feel like I was getting anything meaningful out of being there. So I figured maybe once I get to college, things will be a little bit more serious and I can take a little bit more responsibility. Well, not the case. College eight o'clock class see at nine fifteen. <laughs> uh, smoke on the way there smoke on the way home, whatever like it was the the habits stuck around so wow. i ended up not going to school after the first semester of college and i i started working three jobs like i had mentioned before and that is really where the sense of purpose and and discipline started to kick in and I had also discovered real estate investing. So I had this kind of thing to focus on down the road. So I was working these three jobs, like 70 hours a week. I was working when I was 18, 19 years old, just dropped out of college. I was working about 70 hours a week and I was working towards something at that point. And I mean, in terms of personality, I was always kind, I always kind of had this demeanor that you guys know. Now I was just expressing it in the wrong ways. If, if, you, you you can sense what I'm uh, what what I'm saying. Like it just wasn't working to my benefit. I yeah. love the idea how how you've described it. So you at night with your parents and you would sneak out your window. I always have the impression of like a Ferris Bueller thing where you said you 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 were oh, like yeah. under your blanket put like stuff. <laughs> I, I think he, to that. 
he he froze up for a second, but I Other literally pills, had. But you're like, I don't care. I'm out. out you're, you're freezing up and, a little bit, Josh. But I, I literally had two comforters on my bed and one of them would go under the other and then there'd be a pillow that was just about head size that would go <laughs> under there. And it, yeah. it didn't always work. I've I, right, I I gotten say, caught I'm a sure few times. I, I did the same thing and I definitely got busted. But yeah, so can you talk a little bit about the the jobs, the three jobs that you had? What were What were the jobs and what were you able to pull out of it that you carried into today? Right, so... Um, I had started off working in a restaurant, uh, my sophomore year of high school, I think. So I had had this job for four years all throughout this whole time. And they had seen me go through the whole, the whole gamut as well. But, um, I started off in a restaurant as a bus boy. So that'll teach you to be pretty humble. I mean, that's, you're, you're going around picking, picking up people's dishes and, and making, yeah. making them feel like you want to do it. So that's, that, that's a start. And then from there, I became a waiter at that same restaurant. And that will teach you a lot about interpersonal skills, just knowing how to handle different personalities and and communicating with people in an effective way that they'll hear you. Um, being a waiter definitely taught me a lot of those skills. And I mean, I like to talk anyway. I mean, you you guys, you've had a conversation with me. Like, I, I can chat. So <laughs> thank it, goodness. It teaches you those small uh, yeah. communication skills. Um, and then... I also worked in another restaurant, which is along the same line, but then I worked in a warehouse and that kind of gave me that structure, like eight, th eight 30 to five or five o'clock. You're, you're put your head down and, and get done what you need to get done. You had yeah. mentioned earlier that you didn't do, how'd you say it? You didn't do anything meaningful all day. No. Why do you, why do you think that was, was that just what you thought your life was going to or should amount to or or was there something different there it was it was something it was a sense of comfort because i remember my mom would always be worried sick about me and i would say mom don't worry about it i'm gonna be okay like i'll i'm gonna figure it out i'm gonna figure it out so i i guess i just i i i don't even i can't really i'm not sure i i just had no sense of purpose and i knew that i may find it like I didn't know what I wanted to do necessarily. I just knew there would be something that I would want to do. And once I found it, I would be able to do it. So I was kind of just running amok. Like, oh, I don't know. I'll figure it out later. Yeah. I must've missed, I must've missed this segue. And then you found yourself working three jobs. That seems like a stark difference and a so, stark approach. Yeah. I, I had the two jobs in the restaurants working alternate days of the week while I was in school so once I stopped going to school, I was like, okay, now what am I going to do all day? Like, I'm not just going to, yeah. like, my parents are disappointed I dropped out of school. Okay, let me get a full-time job now instead. So I got that full-time job in the warehouse and then worked my, my other two jobs as well. And while I was doing all of that, I just found purpose in, in putting my life together, like creating a budget for myself, doing my personal finance stuff, like studying real estate. I just found a purpose. So what, what, were, what were some of the early habits and rituals you were trying to establish then, whether they were working or not, you knew, okay, yeah, let me at least try to get this started. In terms of real estate? In terms of just getting to no, the next, le the, the next part of Jake, the next chapter, the next version. Yeah. So uh, a big part of the story I, I've kind of omitted until this point is um, 
after those three jobs, I left and I, I quit all three simultaneously and got a job in door to door sales. So I was like, I'm going to do the sales thing and, and see what kind of skills and habits I can build through that in terms of like, cause, cause door to door sales is a unforgiving business. So you got to get up, you got to go knock this amount of doors. Like I, I kind of tried to, that was my first really foray into entrepreneurship, you could say. Mm -hmm. So I, I wanted to use that as something to start building the skills of an entrepreneur. And I think there are some habits that I learned through that, uh, that stuck with me a little bit. Yeah, because when I met you, you were in sales and right. you were off to the Midwest to yeah, go sell Illinois. solar panels. And and I was already sort of falling in love with you. And I was like, uh, wait, you're going now? Just when you said you can come work with us? And you're like, uh, yeah, I don't know. I, maybe I'll be back. I'm not sure. I was like, well, when you're ready, you know, let us know. And, and then you were back like two, three right. months later. <laughs> yeah, I was doing and, it for the experience that. I, I thought maybe I'll hit a gold mine, but it ended up being a, a pile of coal. But yeah, but there was always the drive there that I, you noticed, Josh, like even though he may have, I don't know if he's frozen, but I, even though you may have been sort of floundering from time to time, you know, which is expected when you're young right? to, to still have the motivation and the wherewithal to say, there's another there's another step. There's something else that I'm going to be doing. Right. And you knew, even though rituals and habits may not have been something that you were focusing on, mm -hmm. but you knew you found out along the way, Oh, this is something that I have to start doing in order to achieve more. Right. So have you be begun to notice like the leaps and bounds you've made by implementing certain rituals and habits? And if so, what are some of those rituals and habits? Right. And, and going back to the thing where we, we mentioned like this arc happened all really fast. So I was fresh off of those old habits and fresh into this new way of thinking. And um, I, I completely lost my train of thought. I saw Pavel's comment. Thank you very, <laughs> thank you very much, Pavel. Yeah, you get I posted too, there. It's hard to produce and be it, the, no, the guest. No, it, it definitely is. But <laughs> um, proactive communication. So I, I was fresh off of these old habits, just into this new mindset. And thank hi, you, Josh. I saw I saw your wave down there. Thank you. I was just into this new new wave of thinking, and I don't I didn't have any experience in in a business space, in an entrepreneurship space. So I was kind of just putting it together. But those old habits start to to creep back into your everyday life. So it it's a lot of just awareness on the front end of, of what do you, like you guys mentioned, what are you doing and what are these things that I need to a dump or change and, and what, what can I adopt new that'll, that'll further me down the road. Um, so one of those things being proactive communication. I know Eric, we've had this, this talk before, like, but I would, I was so used to being in a classroom where I could not not do an assignment and the teacher wouldn't wouldn't chase me down because it's it's not their problem it's it's my problem so it's now being in an environment where it's everybody's problem you have to be proactive and and make sure that you're communicating to the to the best of best of your ability so that everyone's on the same page and and everyone knows what's going on um and that's something that we've had conversations about before just making sure that you're you're showing up and being communicate communicative yeah. yeah. Um, and that, that, that was one of the biggest, um, things that I've picked up. Yeah, that's good. 
that's powerful, especially when you're in a team environment where, right. like you said, you know, there's we're all cogs and we're all pieces of a puzzle that need to fit together. And if one's missing, it's obvious. It's it's hard to hide in the back of the classroom, right. you know, at On Air Brands or at Podmax because people need it. They're like, where's that piece? Yep. <laughs> that piece is missing because now there are other people that are looking at the puzzle and can see that something's missing. So it's not just us internally, it's also externally. If one of us is missing, it's it's pretty obvious. So some what are some of the other things? I mean, I, I could tee them up for you, but I know that there are certain things that you and I talk about and Devin, uh, we talk about on a regular sort of monitoring and seeing your progress, but at times, you know, there are things that slip and then you're like, oh yeah, that regress, sorry, yeah. that's, yeah, that's, that, you know, which is expected too, but you've right. considering everything that's happened, you know, I'm like, wow, we have put so much stock into Jake Riznicki because we trust, love and adore what you do and how you do and what you're trying to become and evolve into that. We see the potential. Yeah. We're like, you know what? This is well worth the risk because people have said, you know, man, that's risky. Putting everything into it. You're not a teenager anymore, but you know, because you show up, you show up each and every day and you do what is necessary to get the job done. So why wouldn't, it doesn't matter what your age is to me. I couldn't right. care less about your age. To me, you're an, you're an old dude. You know what I mean? Like you're a responsible old man and I treat you as such. You always say old soul. That's, that's yeah. That's you're true. an old soul. I mean, look at, show everybody your, 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 I mean, come oh, on. What 19, uh, 20 year old has a tattoo of the Rolling Stones? I mean, I need to touch up on my Howard Stern show uh, knowledge, but that's other than that, I'm, I'm pretty in touch. <laughs> you know yeah, what else so, is great? You know, go ahead. You know what else is great? The, um, the idea that when you first came into this world of ours, you didn't try to pretend that you had skills or talents that you weren't yet exercising or aware of. You came in really, you, you know what I mean? Like you didn't put on a, a false air like, oh, I could do it. I, I, I'll do it. I mean, you always, you always let us know that if I don't know something, I'll figure it out. But you didn't try to pretend to be something you weren't, even without the experience. Yeah. yeah in terms, if if I were to have a, ma a mantra, a mantra, it would probably be the former. I'm not, I'm not sure, but I'll mantra, right? Yeah. There you go. I'm not sure, but I'll figure it out. Like I'm and, not sure, yeah. but I'll figure it out. Right. If 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 I had to have a mantra, that would, that would probably be it. Because I I love learning, and it's kind of ironic because we just talked about how bad of a student I am, but I love to learn, and that's something that I. I'm just a curious person. So I'll hear something. I'll be like, I don't know that. So let me find out at least the surface level knowledge on that. So if, if it ever comes up in conversation, I can, I can be astute about it. And then when it comes to on-air brands, it's, can you do this with this app and this with this app? And I don't know, but I'll figure something out and we can either do it that way or we can do it another way. That's such a mature trait a lot of adults don't you know a lot of adults you're an adult a lot of <laughs> a lot of other adults don't don't have that because because we let our ego get in the side in in the way or like oh i don't want them to know that i don't have that skill and i i, I wonder how they'll feel about that but i i appreciate that vulnerability that that, that you continue to uh implement with us 
Right. And and vulnerability is something that I've also had to learn. <clears throat> Excuse me. Right. I'm, yeah. a, I'm a man. I'm a man over here. <laughs> vulnerability. <laughs> it's like it, Greg on that Brady Bunch episode. Yeah. Eric knows what I'm talking about. Yes. yes. I love that. I love that episode. Wow. Who who tuning in knows that episode? The Brady yeah. Bunch, right? Yeah, Where, throw not a comment Greg. in. Peter, not, Peter was losing his voice. Peter was, yeah. joking, was losing his voice. I hope I'm not the only one who doesn't when know it's what you're talking about. Change. You got to rearrange. Oh, that's so amazing. Sha na 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 na. Welcome to half of our staff meetings, by the way. I just wanted to let you, if you guys want to pull back the curtain a little bit, this this is half, at least half of the time spent. Yeah, yeah. Devin was not, uh, we didn't have her face. She was dialed in on phone due to all the lo- loss of power. And Josh and I just took over the whole meeting and it was not productive. <laughs> Howard, Howard Stern but, show. Like uh, I said, I need to, exactly. I need to touch but, up on Jake, my- Jake, uh, you, you were saying- Exactly. Vulnerability is is something I've had to uh, is something I've had to pick up on and 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 dropping that ego like you mentioned it's because when something <laughs> yeah. happens it's you you have to take responsibility for it so you need to yes. you need to drop that shield and and whatever you want to defend yourself against you don't need to defend yourself against it you need to own up to it and Love put it. put the the shield down and say I own it and and we'll we'll make it better yeah because people you know just through human nature tend to make excuses when you drop the ball yeah and you have a, a an awareness you've got and i've seen it evolve over this this course of the year where the excuses were full and plenty you know that and then eventually you started and our part of our mantra and part of our core values is ownership taking ownership right and you were like Finally, I'm going to take from that and just say, I'm going to own it. I'm stopping with the excuses. And you stopped with the excuses. And we saw leaps and, and major you know, bounds. So that, 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 I think, is also part of a habit and ritual you can get into. But it's also, I think, all a lot of this stems from self-awareness. Like, when you become more self-aware, be, the reason that you're all about, I may not know the answer, but I'm going to find the solution, is about you being a builder, you're 100% a builder and you love and get so passionate and jacked up about not just building things on the back end with zeros and ones and zaps and blah, 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 but you like to literally build things with your hands, like our studio and the furniture and doing things like that. So it's just how your mind works. And now that you're aware of it, you you leverage that superpower. A lot of joy for me comes out of putting something together and then looking at it and seeing the final product. So like whether it's a like the process that that the process document that we finally got laid out and and set in stone, like looking at that, like I've scrolled up and down that document like six times just looking at it like, oh, wow, look at that. We, we, we built this and wow. then like what it goes to chopping a pile of wood which be careful you can get stitches those axes are dangerous <laughs> like just chopping a, a bunch of big logs into a bunch of little logs and looking over your shoulder yeah. and seeing the pile of wood like i yeah. i did that or the, sh- the shed doors at your house like yeah hanging yeah. them up i i built that so i think right. a lot of so there's a, a sense of, of pride out. that absolutely I'm absolutely wow. Was that always, it doesn't seem like some years ago, there was any sense of pride. You were almost looking for the opposite. Yeah. Yeah. I was, I was, uh, I was notorious. I was, I was looking to be the, um, the, the, the 
villain of my own story in in a sense. Like I I thought mm-hmm. to myself that I was I was just chilling and I wasn't bothering anybody, but I ended up being the villain of my own story. But um, now not so much. You you take that ownership and turn it around. What exactly? Tell me a little bit more about that. What does that mean? It's a fascinating phrase. The yeah. the villain of my own story. I think like I, I was in the frame of mind that I was only altering my life and like this doesn't affect anybody else. So I I was reckless and, and wasn't doing things that I thought only affect I I was doing things that I thought only affected myself, but in reality there's there's a bubble of people that are gonna be affected by the decisions you make, whether it's your 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 mom, your dad, your girlfriend, your girlfriend's family, your your principal, your your dean mm. at school. Like there's a, there's a bubble of people being affected by your actions, and I was the villain of that story for a little while until after I got out of school and and changed that situation. Why why was that your desire? Did you did you it, take pride I, in that? Yeah. It wasn't a conscious desire, but I think it was just a neglect. It was just a neglect. Like I, I, I was like, my actions don't affect anybody else. Everybody live your lives. I'll live my life. Mm. But I, I was neglecting the, the, the explosion radius of what I was doing. Wow. Yeah. See, that's profound, man. You, that's why you can't look at him as a twenty-something because it's not a twenty-something speaking. You know, he's got self-awareness. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. So. With that, the rituals and habits that we all bake into our lives, and you know, we're not perfect. Every day we strive to be better, because once you say I'm done, I've made it and I've figured it out and I'm perfect and I know the answers. Well, then, don't we cease to grow at that point? There's no more evolution. There's no more knowing what's next because you've got it all. <laughs> you've got every book that's possible. You've read everything. I mean, the thing is. With with you and with me and even with Josh, you know, it's always getting to the next plateau. What's the next summit? Right. Where can I plant my flag next? Because it doesn't ever end. And I love just being a part of your journey and watching your journey and somehow being a factor in that, you know, to help you achieve and become great. Because and 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 I'll never forget when I was being interviewed at Podmax when we were live in person. There was a camera in my face, and they were, like, going down each and every person. Like, what do you think about this person? What do you think about this person? And I got to you, man. I, I got so choked up because I've seen your journey. That progress has just been shocking, you know, to, to, to witness. So just keep on doing what you're doing, brother, and, you know, stick around with us, hopefully, and you'll continue getting to the next level. And anyone out there who is – part of a team or are surrounded by people in your network. And if you feel like the growth is no longer there, you're not getting what you need because that is something that you have to kind of take stock and, uh, and, 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 and evaluate from time to time to see if, who am I, what am I doing? What am I surrounded by? Am I getting to the next level? Am I becoming a better me? Then that is always great because then you know, okay, I need to do this next. I need to do this next. And right. it's all based on habits and rituals. It's all right. based on 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 you, which Josh loves to talk about. I mean, that is critical for anything to evolve is you. And then, like you said, Jake, affecting everything and everyone around you as a result right. of you being the best that you could be. Right. And I have to say thank you for f- 
I mean, I don't want to say facilitating everything that that I've accomplished, but it really this story wouldn't be as riveting and 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 goosebump uh, uh, evoking as it is if it wasn't for everything that um you've built and and let me take part of. Yeah, so you know, you know what I like. <laughs> appreciate that, Jake. Love you back. But you know what's funny? When I was Jake's age, Josh, and I don't know if you can relate to this, and I've noticed people doing this today. When you're young, you tend to try to be smarter or appear smarter than you are. And you use words that you don't know what they mean. Jake never does that. Like, you use words that you know what they mean rather than trying to use words that don't make any sense because you think that's what it means. And you you never do that. Which... Keep in mind, folks, I almost failed out of high school. <laughs> Dropped out of college. Yeah. Yeah. Use the words. I even do it when I'm writing sometimes. I'll write a big word. Or I'm going to think of saying something, a word. I'm like, I'm not 100% sure that's correct. So I'm just going to use the word that I know, even though it doesn't I'll do the good. same thing. But then if I'm not 100%, I'll, I'll look yeah. it up in the dictionary and say, okay, that it doesn't mean exactly that, but I can use it in this situation. I'll put right. together a sentence. Then I got it stored and I can, yeah. I can uh, recall those thoughts as necessary. But it's good. I mean, J- Jake was on his first podcast on uh, what is it uh, yada debates ago. a couple yeah. weeks ago yeah about mm-hmm. two or three weeks and ago. you did a really good job you want to talk about that uh pro as we exit the show and like how podcasting can really elevate you and your brand and help define your story which jake you could hear it happening live That's on true. that show it's evolving i'm like whoa he's got a powerful story there need some minor sort of adjustments but yeah it's good stuff yeah, it it was really exciting going on for my first time because I've I've told myself my story a million times. Like I've said, like I, I've brought it I've brought it to you guys multiple times. Like you've heard me go through the 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 series of events that led me to where I am today. And you're like, you guys always say like, wow, that's that's a story, dude. You have a story there, and um, it was kind of fun to really put it together before before I hopped on his show. And uh, we we didn't go too long, like twenty or thirty minutes, and. And uh, we didn't go as deep as we did today, but um, it was it was powerful. It just it just gives you a different feeling about about your story, like it, almost a validation in everything you're doing. It's it's exciting to be able to step in front of people and say, "Here's what I've done, and here's what I'm doing." Yeah, and I like how you actually pointed out to me offline that everything that Josh and I are talking about in terms of identifying your story, being clear in your message, being consistent and developing that story so that you can show up on these podcasts and get the most out of it by being clear and concise and then knowing what you're talking about and knowing what you can provide. And you learned as being a producer, sitting behind the scenes, absorbing through osmosis, everything each and every day, not daydreaming while, you know, these recordings are happening even when we were we were live in studio and there would be these powerhouses coming in and recording in our studio, you would learn so much. As a result, you wouldn't daydream. You would actually listen to the live podcast and take notes while you were producing it. Life hack. Yeah. Just find Life a uh, find a podcast production company that's that produces podcasts in the field that you want to be in. <laughs> Sign on because you will get your you your go. MBA in in whatever it is you want to do. I love that. And how, how amazing is it that um, we, 
we continue to to really walk the walk and drink our own medicine, as they say, because Jake, who is uh, a producer of some big names that we have on our roster, it almost makes sense. It's to everybody's benefit that he jumps in the deep end and let him guest on shows and let him get his message out there and let him really understand every side of this. So it's the first time I'm really piecing the strength of that together. Yeah. It's funny, you just gave me a vision of like a lifeguard. So like we have all these people that we push into the pool. Like, get in there, come on, learn how to swim, have fun. And Jake's kind of the dude sitting on the chair. With a floaty on, right. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) making sure that everything's safe, everything's working, nobody's drowning. Then the one person says, can the lifeguard even swim? Ah, I know. It's like, why is he wearing a floaty? No, it's just, uh, he's all right. He's all right. He's young. He's got the the bubbles in my arms. He's he's got you, though. If you need him, he's got you. I have been a lifeguard before, though. There you go. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, it's just great to be able to show the result that you want in life or business and uh, engage and indulge as as much as possible. So, so Jake Riznicki, he's here with us. You know, love and adore him as we do as our podcast producer and doing everything behind the scenes for Honor Brands PodMax. But if you take an example, aside from the rituals and journeys that he's developing along the way, the opportunities he's having in terms of now guesting on shows and developing his story and being clear and concise about his message, you could watch that play out live as we are. But then also for you, if you're out there, you have a message, you have a brand, you have a story that you want to tell and you know and you need to get it out there to the people who need you. Well, what do we have for them, Josh? What do we've created? What's happening on August 21st? Jeez, it's well, sneaking up on us. It is. That's our very next PodMax Global, now virtual, event. Uh, it happens on Friday, all day. It's from 9 to 5 Eastern. But like every one of the attendees say, my goodness, the time flies by. What we just added to our website, if you go to podmax.co and scroll just a little bit down, you'll see uh, an embedded YouTube video that we pulled mm-hmm. from an actual event. It was our very, very uh, last event we held. We pulled a clip of what it is like to be part of the event because so many people who are experiencing it in real time and who wind up going through it, they always say to us, you know what? I just had no idea what to experience. I just knew, I I had no idea what to, um, what to expect. I just knew that it was something I needed to experience. Uh, so this is an inside look because we realize that some of the elements are new to people. So if you push play on podmax.co, you'll see a real clip from everybody funneling back from having their first interview. We create, Jake does, it all ties together here. He's the man behind the curtain at our events doing all of the production. So we have these breakout rooms that the guest, one guest and one host, as you're matched, you go privately into these rooms. It takes place all in our all through the technology we provide there and it, it flawlessly happens. So the, the, uh, the video is everybody funneling back from their first interview and just giving feedback and insight in, as to how the matchups went, how the interview went and, and how it all went. So if you know that you are an entrepreneur with a meaningful message to share and you want to efficiently and effectively get it out to attract the right people for you, 
Podmax, August 21st, is the way to do it. Podmax.co, prices increase this Saturday. Yes, that is this true. Saturday, prices increase. I know. What else yeah. needs to be said? Exactly. So you have to jump in now. We actually have the final price listed there, so you know what you're going to save. So check it out, podmax.co. Scroll down, and you'll see all the price points. Jump into the one that fits you best. But we also wanted to talk about how Jordan Harbinger, who completely crushed the scene last one, we love him so much. He's coming back. And Josh, you want to talk a little bit about how he's sort of going to add a little bit more and mix things up, and you guys are going to mix it up for this event? Yeah, yeah absolutely. We are, we're really, I, I think we played strongly to Jordan's strengths last time, but I think this time even more so because we're adding what we are able to bring to the table, meaning he is, he's a, he, he's to, to call him, he, he makes seven figures a year, literally, from his show. Over six million plus downloads per month, okay? He's the originator of the Art of Charm podcast back in the day. Now, he's the show host of the Jordan Harbinger Show. Uh, he knows what he's doing. So, what we're going to have him do is we're going to hold a master class uh, as part of the PodMax day, where... He's in essence going to bring one of his favorite episodes to the table and we're going to break down what made it such a great episode from the ho from, from the guest point of view, meaning how you can improve mm -hmm. every appearance you make on shows utilizing Jordan's analysis of, you know what this guest did right? You know what they did so perfectly that you can implement? They did this, this, and this. And listen in how when I asked this, they achieved this. And, and this is what you should think to do as the next guest on the shows you're going to be on. So it's just really an extension of what me and Eric did through our masterclass, The Science of Shows, where hosts bring their favorite episodes and we analyze what made it so darn good so you as a guest can implement those techniques and those strategies for your very next show host. Man, I, I am so hyped and looking forward to that seriously because I know we're going to learn a ton you know I love I love hosting these events you know because we get a so we get so much out of it just like you and just like everyone that joins us but you know the visual that I wanted to add to this while Josh was talking it reminded me of anyone who's a fan of American Ninja Warrior and the very first person that jumps off the platform and goes through this ridiculously hard obstacle course usually they don't benefit from learning the other ninjas as they go through. And you'll notice if you're a fan of the show, every time someone goes, the next people start to evolve and learn. I'm gonna hold it this way. I'm gonna swing this way. They start to leverage the experience of the others and then they get better. So by the time you're the 20th, the 30th, the 40th contestant going through an obstacle course, you're better because you've just adopted all of the learnings and failures from that ninja. So if you get that and you love that show like I do, you understand this analogy. And that is what we're science, the science of shows does for you is because you now watch them go through an obstacle course of a podcast and how each turn and each movement actually shifted the conversation to benefit or to preach or to share or to do whatever it is that they needed to do for that show. So I highly recommend J Jordan Harbinger. We're going to actually announce a keynote very soon. So that's just a piece, uh, Jordan Harbinger coming, which he could just be the sole man of the hour. But we're bringing more to the table. So keep 
on the lookout. Keep your ear, keep your ear to the ground because we got a lot more to come. So folks with all of that, thank you so much for tuning in and for listening. Please like share, subscribe. We're here each and every week, Wednesdays live at 11 and also available as a podcast and the audio experience, iTunes, Spotify, Google play and all of your favorite platforms. So we'll see you here next week. And thanks to you, Josh Carey, as always. And thanks to you, Jake, for being a part of the show and everything you do. We'll see you next week. See you guys. You are now tuned in to the Honor Brands Podcast. Hello, this is Josh McCowan, CEO of Viva May Hospitality and the beautiful Renault Resort Winery. I have to tell you, the secret's out. And the secret is On Air Brands. On Air Brands Creative Agency, which specializes in launching podcasts, transforming live events into live streaming events, and social media marketing soup to nuts. On Air Brands has changed the game. There'll never be a day from here forward when you and I and our companies don't need to be on the air. Every brand needs to be on the air, but so few know that. So it's great to work with a group that are ahead of the curve and to find a company that has been built on the core foundation of the future of marketing. If you're ready to broadcast your brand like they've done for my brands, take the next step and make a change that can transform your business, reach out to On Air Brands today. That's onairbrands.com. Yes, onairbrands.com.